0: Tony Phil has seen his shadow. That means four more years of Joe Biden. Is that not how it works? I thought, that's, I thought that was the science. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Did see the shadow six more weeks of winter, whatever it is. I'm paying attention to that insane amount of cold that is coming this way is this across the entirety of the Midwest? Because I I think it is. I think I think that's what's going on. Because in, in in my beloved Indiana, we're expecting a weekend where wind chills will get into that negative twenty, negative thirty range. That's how we're seeing it right now. So I got I got to figure out what's going on uh, for for my people in in Nebraska because this is the kind of stuff that you got to get you got to get geared up for right now there are weather alerts uh up in dodge and, and saunders like how cold how cold are you guys gonna be dealing with it this is one of those things like right when when there's any bit of snow in new york we all have to hear about it for for you know weeks on end and how how difficult it was we get temperatures uh, that quite literally are unsurvivable and the, the the media pays no attention whatsoever they're they're always a treat yeah you guys are seeing it the same way with those low temperatures uh, this weekend getting into the single digits and then into the negatives on saturday and sunday but it's it's where those those winds are and, and what that feel is uh, these are the times to check on a neighbor guys uh, these are the times you got to make sure people are uh are all right, that they're good, that they're that they're gonna be good. You know don't don't worry about coronavirus and oh uh you know, people can't get together. If someone doesn't have heat in their house, better you should be together. Just just one man's thesis. You uh don't don't worry about uh don't worry about what your doctors say. Worry about what Dr. Katz here has to say. And then there's this story uh producer Ari sent me. And this is about Drew Robinson. Drew Robinson is an outfielder uh, for the San Francisco Giants. And it's the story, I'm not trying to get morbid here. This is just kind of amazing. He uh, he tried to kill himself and one of the things that led to this was the quarantine. The the, the 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 pandemic keeping people inside their house. No, you can't see this one. No, you can't see that one. No, you can't connect with other people. As we have discussed, and you guys know this to be factual. The damage done by keeping people alone is far greater than any damage from the virus. Doesn't matter what the CDC says, I could give a good holy damn what Dr. Fauci has to say. The facts are the facts. And he wrote the note, and he did the whole thing, um, started pouring himself Uh. uh Whiskey, everything else, and takes this gun. Pulls the trigger. Except he didn't die. And for 20 hours, it took 20 hours for somebody to find him? No, he woke up and, like, you know, sat there and thought about what he wanted to do. So he had shot himself in the head... He's still alive, and he's just sitting there. He, has, he said he had the, the gun in one hand and a phone with 911 in the other hand. He was saying, what do I want to do? And he decided, I want to live. It's the craziest thing. It's a stunning and insane story on every level. I bring it up, and, and, and I know, uh, Producer Ari, I understand why this is the kind of story that gets sent my way. Um, it is, it is without question that we have damaged Americans in an awful way with these shutdowns and these lockdowns and something that mayors and governors will never properly be able to apologize for. Well, it was a once in a lifetime pandemic. So what? It's the same thing that when we have people who, who say, well, we have to do something. Yes. Yes. We know what the rules are, but these are extraordinary times. No. The rules exist for the extraordinary times. Anybody could do it by the rules in the easy times. It's totally easy or totally rational to be rational in the rational times. But how do you be rational in the irrational times? That's the question. That's the difference between us and them. That's the difference between the Yetzirah and the yetzer Tov, the evil and good. That is the difference between leadership and absolute anarchy. Being able to keep your head. Being able to focus on the task at hand. Being able to remember that without the systems, we have nothing. Senator Bernie Sanders wants to pass this and that and the other in terms of money here and money there and money all around the place. And who's going to worry about actually following the Senate rules? Let's do budget reconciliation so we don't have to follow the rules, so we don't have to get the votes. Because these are extraordinary times. They're always extraordinary times. But the story here is one of of depression and being suicidal. And it it is always amazing to me that people are amazed that I so can can so easily discuss my own days of being depressed, my own days of being suicidal. Now I will admit, I never I never pulled the trigger, but I'll also admit that I never put the gun to my head spent months in this fog months in this fog years trying to work my way out of it months in this fog in my, in my 20s and in my very early 30s could not could not get a job could not keep a job could not focus newly married couldn't get anything right in my brain and i was you know as as i have gone through it in 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 my life this started when i was a teenager This started maybe younger than that. Certain levels of obsession, uh, nightmares, uh, madness in my brain. Just pure, raw, unadulterated madness. And this followed me into college. I'm surprised anybody was friends with me at all. Really and truly, and just, uh, you know, as, as I've often discussed, everything got better when I stopped lying to myself. When I stopped lying to myself and therefore stopped lying to others, everything got easy. Everything made sense. It was stunning how well things fell into place. I mean, not perfect. There's still hardships and and, and things like that. But I can remember uh, living in Bradley Beach, New Jersey, and in this uh, apartment above a house that had two bedrooms and and one bathroom and uh, wall air conditioners, and we could only afford one. And my wife was working. And I was, I don't know, pretending I was working. I I don't even know what I was doing. Sitting in front of a computer screen, looking at absolutely nothing, and I would discuss with myself all the ways that I could end my life. I mean I went over it. And over it. As I think about it now and as I've thought about it since then, I don't know if an if if an expert, a professional, a, a psychiatrist would say that I was suicidal because maybe I didn't exhibit certain um things that would put me in that category. It never dawned on me to do an act of of severity outside the home. And all I was consumed with was how could I do this and not just leave, and I swear to you this is true, how could I do this and not just leave a body for my wife to find? Much of it was centered around the idea of how could I let her know or let somebody else know so she wouldn't walk in on that. Now, I, 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 I never actually attempted harm on myself, and I never made a, a phone call to, for example, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. I never made that call. I only saw a uh, a, a therapist once in my life, actually twice, and the second time, they're like, what are you doing here? And I realized, I, I realized now I should have gone to somebody else, and I should have... I think it could have helped. I, I think it would have helped, because it took years to kind of break out of it and realize what I was going through. And I was—I I think I was a terrible person to a lot of people. That doesn't mean they weren't terrible people to me. <laughs> a lot of people were garbage. I mean, just just nasty. But it doesn't mean I was also—it doesn't mean I was good to other people. And and considering the place I was in, I may have taken some of that wrong. Some of it I took properly. They really were jerks. Sometimes it's not all you. Sometimes it is them. Um, But this is kind of an incredible story of of this guy, of Drew Robinson. But it's a bigger story about what this, this moment in American history has done, world history has done. And there are people out there without question suffering through it. You're not crazy. You only feel that way. It's lonely and depression is awful, and that cloud and that that misery is real. Now you got to go do something about that, and you're not going to get as lucky as Drew Robinson, you're not going to get the second chance. So, don't put yourself in that position, you're not crazy. The only thing I know is that you're not crazy, it is very real. That feeling is real. Now you just gotta work your way out of it. That's gonna take time. There are people out there feeling just like you or maybe somebody you know. So, start. 1-800-273-8255. You're not gonna get as lucky as Drew Robinson and you could use a little luck if you're feeling this way. Me, I, I got luck. It never got to that place, although I thought about it often. And I can tell you, now, good. <laughs> this is better <laughs> by, by a hell of a lot of stretch. Uh, I wanted to share the story. That Drew Robinson story is just flat out amazing. Flat out amazing. This is a guy with all the money and all the, and all the opportunity in the world and he's feeling it. You're not crazy. Make the phone call. Be good. I'm Tony Katz.